0: Hey guys
1: Hey Hello Merry Christmas Happy Holidays. Happy New Year soon-ish. Soon-ish, yeah. Uh, 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 we, we've had, like, a, a, a good go with the podcast this year. We have,
0: indeed. It's uh, been the birth... And the genesis
2: of the podcast. Yeah. And we've gone
1: up to 21 episodes. 20, yeah. We just recorded 21 with Bo. Mm, yeah.
2: So our podcast has officially come of
0: age. It has. It's <laughs> well seasoned. It, like a, well a, seasoned, a, a, seasoned, a nice summer wine. Mm. Yeah, season's greetings. Speaking of wine, I think uh, we need a a toast uh, ah. to everybody, to the podcast, to uh, so just a thank you to everybody to just tuning in and supporting Right On Track, yeah. and uh, to us as well, because this has been a fantastic time, so cheers, everybody.
1: Cheers, guys. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Yeah. There we go. Mm.
1: Ah, So, yeah, this has been nice. Um, over the... Like, the podcast has only been running for about six months, really. It feels like forever, though. It does. It's actually, become... hang on. No, we've had 20... We can cal- uh Five months. Yeah, actually, just over six
0: months. It's become such a part of our weeks, which is lovely. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, like, I mean, I, I listen to every episode of the podcast. Sounds a little vain, now that I say it. But I like, mean, I listen back as well. Yeah. It, it, it's good. And, you know, I always look forward to meeting you guys and... Hey gang
0: all your responses the loyal fans. It's good. It's good. and again listeners we say it every podcast, but we love hearing from you.
1: Yeah um, everything
0: that you have to say uh, so just simply hear that you're tuning in. Um, any questions that you have we always happily answer. so uh, we do wish you all the best at the end of this year as we are sit back and we're reflective. we're thankful for each and every one of you. Yes.
2: That we are.
1: Um, I I believe you've actually got us a few little questions that we've gathered over our
2: time. Yes, we've been handed a hodgepodge of questions to us three Right On Track presenters from our lovely and loyal listeners, and most of them actually aren't even relating to the podcast or Right On Track or Thomas the Tank Engine. They are just random questions, and I thought it would be lovely if all three of us would answer them, since this is... The holidays and we're all in the festive spirit.
1: Yeah, ju- ju- just a relaxing, laid-back, not yeah. entirely Thomas-related, but
0: just... The fire's you know. crackling, we're drinking uh, glasses of cordial, so what better? Mm.
2: Red cordial, Red specifically. Cordial, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes. I prefer lemon, but, you know, that's just me. No, oh, good. Okay, well, well, what are the questions that we've got? Well, number one is... So, Right On Track presenters, what are your hobbies outside of Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends? Uh, I guess I would take it away first. Um, I, I, I'm a
1: really big theatre nerd. I love acting on stage. I most recently uh, um, finished uh, the first school production in Australia of Matilda, the musical, where I played... It's musical. I know. And I played Miss Agatha Trunchbull of Hole. Full fat suit and everything. It was lovely.
0: Um, How was the experience being Miss Trunchbull?
1: I had an 11-kilo costume, but that was fine because I sweated about 11 kilos off every time I put it on.
0: Do you scare many children? I did,
1: Um, but I I had a great time with it. Um, I also like hiking and exploring abandoned locations. Uh, I've recently been planning a few hikes down the old abandoned Healesville line, uh, South Gippsland line, Warburton line, a whole bunch of
0: abandoned lines here in Victoria. Nice one. Yeah. You, Denim? That's a good question. Uh, outside of the podcast, um, I'm a seasoned... Uh, seasoned? No. I'm still kind of a fresh member of Sin. Um, mm. I produced, or this year I produced um, their breakfast morning show, Get Cereal, and uh, next year I'm uh, producing their aunts show, Aunt Spenum, which uh, Tom, you did this year as well.
2: That's correct. I was the executive producer of Art Smitten throughout 2019. And next year, actually, I'm going to be moving up in the world. I'm going to be one of the radio managers at SIN, the yeah. very radio well station done. that um, presents our podcast.
0: I, I, I think we need to give another cheers to that. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you very Congrats, much. That's mate. Yeah. Yes. Here we go. So, yeah, I think uh, those are a few things. And, uh... I enjoy art. Um, I go to lots of galleries and I enjoy a bit of drawing and painting myself. Um, I love literature. I also love theatre, so you won't see me stray too far from the Malt House or the MTC Theatre. Um, yeah, that's me, Royal Randed. And as a typical hipster, I always jaunt about many local cafes and pubs. You
1: do. You, you you're like the classic
2: hipster. Oh, thank you. I know. Spirit. Uh, what about yourself? Well, I actually have a litany of hobbies. In mm-hmm. fact, um, our content manager here at St Erin she did ask me the other day, "Is there anything you're not into, Tom?" And I answered straight away, "Football." Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do enjoy cricket. It is summer here in Australia, so of course, cricket season is in full swing. Um, I do appreciate a bit of tennis as well. Uh, trains of course I'm really into I'm a huge petrol head I take a lot of pride in my Toyota Coupe nice it's very impressive yes it's it's a very impressive car even though I do say so myself and I do watch a bit of TV play a bit of video games and I'm also a huge film buff Yes, so actually. much so
0: that you do your own seasonal. Yeah, yeah that,
2: that's true. I'm part of another seasonal slash podcast program here at Sin called Film 101, which I co host with Darcy and Arnie, who are also two enormous film nerds, and that is absolute fun. And as well as that, I have my own blog, which I contribute to, which you can visit anytime at one large popcornplease.wordpress.com. <laughs> I love it. That's a brilliant title. Yeah, all the other domain names are taken, so I thought, well, that'll do. Yeah.
1: Okay, what's the
2: next question? So, the second question we have is, so, boys, what do you do for a job? So, so boys? Boys. 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 Thomas the
0: Tank Engine and the boys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Um,
1: I... You know, as of a few episodes ago, I've graduated high school, um... I don't have much of a job, apart from what I do every now and again. I guess the closest thing I've got to a job right now is my 3D modelling. I mainly like 3D model Thomas stuff, but I've been moving into, like, set pieces and... It's very cool. impressive. Yeah, I'll uh, 3D model. Um, people sometimes commission me for it, and then they can just buy it off my Shapeways store. Um, Connor Jonas Models, if you're
0: interested. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be going there for Christmas <laughs> Ooh, Thank you <laughs> no worries. What about yourself? Um, I work full time in a kitchen as a bit of an all rounder started off as uh, the dish pig and worked my way up um, so I work in a residential college um, a part of Melbourne Uni and uh, we feed all the students who live on campus breakfast, lunch and tea every day Um, And it's a beautiful job because um, there's such a community aspect uh, to it. So many people come in and out of the cafeteria. um, So it's a really great way to uh, see so many people in one place. That's good. Yeah. Barry.
2: Well, my only source of income at the moment is a job I have in my hometown of Bendigo, which is about two hours' drive north of Melbourne. Yeah. Roughly 100 miles, 150 kilometres. And it sees me as a librarian.
1: Really? Yes.
2: Huh. Mm, so I travel back to Bendigo for work, and I travel back down to Melbourne to do all my podcasting and all my radio stuff.
0: Wow. He's a dedicated man, listeners. I
2: know. I mean, if I had a job in Melbourne, I would definitely, you know, be working in <laughs> Melbourne, but it's just Bendigo for the time being, which is okay. Yeah. It means I get to see the family. It's fine. Now, Connor, you neglected to mention in your jobs you were once a paid child actor, were you not? Oh, no. <laughs>
0: the past is harkening back. It
1: is. Um, when I was really young, like three, four, I used to be a child actor and model. Mm-hmm. Um, So I was in Target commercials and even McDonald's. I was in a few when I was younger. Um, And, yeah, I, I used to do that. Um, I have been getting more into it recently. I've... You know, auditioned for a few ads and even short films. So, if anyone is looking, looking, if anyone's looking for a model or even a charming voice actor, then you
2: know, please reach out to me. I'm, I'm looking. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> you're, you're looking. <laughs> I'm looking. In. How
2: do that, you Actually, bring that, that up? brings me on to a side question here, Connor. Why is it that you decided to pursue acting as a child? Were you forced into it or was it something you really wanted to do? It's interesting. So, um,
1: my dad used to be a director and my mum used to be an actress and model. So, you could say it was in my blood. Um, They worked with things such as Patrick Stewart, Hugh Jackman, a few of those now really big names. Um, Except they never forced me into it. They gave it all up just before I was born. Uh, one time, I was in the park with my older sister Cassandra when a uni student who was studying photography asked for my sister to be her model for the day, and I got really jealous. And then, out of jealousy, I went, "Well, you can do photography. You can do those still pictures. I'll be, I'll be like moving pictures." Moving so, pictures. I know. Marvelous. I know. It's a flip book. But, um, yeah, then I just started acting when I was about three or so, and it's continued on from there. So at, purely out of spite, I got into
2: it. Well okay. done. <laughs> I think that's how Nicole Kidman started. Uh, and, and Kylie Minogue, for that matter. Uh, Thank, I'm glad to know the in greats. the same <laughs> yes. Okay, let's move on to another question we have here. It, we have a listener who asks, Who are your role models, aside from Reverend Wilbert Audrey Okay. Hmm.
1: Um, that with... rules
2: out everyone else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, but still. Um I have got um ooh. I- I'd say I've got like about two, maybe three. Um, I absolutely admire Sir David Attenborough. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2013, I actually was lucky enough to have morning tea with him and talk science and environment because I was doing science work at the that time. That would be such an experience. That, that is was huge. really cool. And he's a really good listener. I know that because i talked a lot. Mm. <laughs> um, and... Um, then I also look up to uh, Chris Varney. So I'm on the autism spectrum. Mm. and um, You do a pretty good job of hiding it, I must say. Yeah. Well, like, I, I don't really try and hide it. It's just me. Okay. I, I'm, I'm higher functioning. And I've noticed a lot of people in the community have it. Mm. Um, here in Australia, there's something called the iCAD Network, which helps people on the autism spectrum. Everyone's on it. Bye. On the autism spectrum. And he used to be a youth ambassador for Nine Nations. He's worked with a whole ton of people. Really admire him. I recently um, actually made a toy box for him and his son. Uh, that I made a little train track in the lid of it. Um, but, yeah, I really look up to them. Mm. They're
2: cool. I um, should apologise as well. I d- I'm not saying that you should hide it. I'm just saying that it wasn't <laughs> apparent to me no, that you are on the spectrum. It's yeah. all good. I understand, mm. Barry. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Denim,
0: let's go to you. Aside from all four of my parents and my grandparents who are all role models in my eyes... um, Suck up. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think two that come to mind particularly, uh, one is Rowan Atkinson, not only because he's such a great entertainer, but because him and I uh, both share the... um, I guess the uniqueness is that we both have speech impediments. Mm. I grew up not really being able to speak properly until I was four or five, and I seeked uh, proper speech training. And I think I heard somewhere in his, um, Uh, script work that like he was able to really uh, compose himself if he had written word in front of him but he really struggled for a long time if it was on the spot or in an interview um, doing all that kind of stuff so I really admire uh, him for taking that and running with it and out of that creating one of the most successful comedic characters who does not need to say a word and be hilarious, and it's Mr Bean. Um, Another uh, person who I really admire is Paul Jennings. Um, uh, Listeners overseas, you may not know, he is an Australian uh, children's and teens author, Uh, but he has such a wacky and weird imagination, and I think that was a big influence on me and my weird and wacky imagination as well. Um, He's someone I'd love to... Chew the fat with one day and really get to know him, I think. Yeah, he has a lot of interesting elements uh, to his way of storytelling and his worldview as well. But, Parry, who are your role models?
2: Okay, I've got a couple of really interesting ones. The first one is Charles M. Schulz, the creator of the Peanuts comics. Ah. I just like the way that he characterises the children, the characters in yep. his comics, and the way he sees the world. Even as a child, I always found it fascinating. And I related quite a bit to Charlie Brown yep. <laughs> as a young child. Did you have a sister that always lifts up the football last second? Is that why you've got such a distaste for it? No, actually. Really? No. I do have a younger sister, though. Okay. So I do have a Sally to my Charlie Brown. So, But I never, I've never really had a Lucy in my life, which I think is a good thing. <laughs> you <laughs> um, never know. They could be around the corner. They could be, exactly. <laughs> and the second one is a bit of an oddball choice. It's Jeremy Clarkson, believe it or not.
0: Oh, yes.
2: Speed. Yeah, exactly, because he had this passion for cars and he was really witty and he says some pretty unsavoury things from time yeah. to time. But I just oh, love... Don't ha- we all? We do, I know. I feel he's very, like, real. He is a very real character and I just love the way how he, you know, spreads his passion of cars with everybody without shame and how he uses really clever similes and analogies to get his point across. Yeah. He's part of the reason why I decided to enter the media industry. So good
1: Yeah. On you. Yeah. I, can, I, I can love see
2: that. that. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the fourth question, which is your dream job as a child. I might begin with this one because part of the reason why Jeremy Clarkson is a role model of mine is because I have a huge passion for cars as I stated before, to the point where my dream job was once upon a time, and I'm not making this up, I swear, a car salesman.
0: I love that. That That's brilliant. I can imagine you slapping the bonnet going, now this beauty
2: here. Yeah, see, you're very supportive of this, whereas nobody else was. They all thought it was hilarious and they ridiculed me to no end. And And it was from there that I decided, no, maybe I shouldn't become a car salesman. Maybe I should become a car reviewer a motoring oh. journalist because that has slightly more you know prestige to it a bit more revenue as well mm. yeah. Yeah. and you know it's a great conversation starter at parties you know I write about cars for the Sydney Morning Herald or the age it's like oh oh, oh, oh now I, I sell Mercs on the side it's like oh, uh, oh are they the used <laughs> Um, C- probably. C- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that if had I followed my dream, I reckon I'd be probably stuck in some crummy prestige car place selling lemons to people. <laughs> OK, Mr Wormwood. <laughs> <laughs> um, with, with me, um, when I was younger, I really,
1: really wanted to be a train driver. Obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. I lived with Thomas. Um, however, my next sort of dream job was to always be... A, j- just a person that made someone ha- happy. And, mm. and, and that's something that I've continued with me. Um, my One of my mottos is actually make someone happy after the... Is it season five? Season yeah. five episode. Yeah, uh, after the season five episode of just trying to make people happy when possible. And like, I, I don't... Whatever job has me do that, improve the lives of others or make someone smile or giggle...
0: Yeah. You know what? I think that's too good to not pass another cheers to, so cheers <laughs> to that. Yes, indeed. Right, so I'm going to run out of this red cordial soon. <laughs> we, we'll need a top up. Uh for... what about you? If you were to ask me when I was very young, I would say train driver, again, yeah. for obvious reasons. If you were to ask me a few years, Jen and cake, I probably would have said author or illustrator, yeah. or probably author and illustrator of my own books because I devoured uh, Roald Dahl, and I devoured Paul Jennings, and all R.L. Stein's Goosebumps, and I really... Uh, had a hankering to kind of go down that alley of storytelling. Uh, so I think that's what I really wanted to do. Uh, but now I just put one foot in front of the other and, as he said, make someone happy and whatever I'm doing, as long as I'm doing that, yeah. then hopefully I'm doing something good.
2: That's, that's good. So that actually leads into the other question I had, was what would be your dream job now? You both said making people happy. Yeah. I reckon mine would be the same but in a slightly different respect because one thing I found You want to make them sad. No, no. You're a bad person, (laughs) Perry. I I don't like making people sad. What kind of a monster would be like that, honestly? Uh, But no, I found that what brings me a lot of joy and what brings a lot of other people joy is when I write film reviews and when other people read them. And when I have people come up to me and say, look, I really loved your review, it made me go and see the movie, and Mm. I love the movie in return. Mm. So it's when people see things on my recommendation that makes me really happy, makes them happy, and therefore my dream job would be a film critic. Ah, and you're already following that... I guess yes, I sort is. of am. I think the radio and the podcasting has sort of like sidetracked me a little bit. Yeah. So sort of like I'm at a junction where I can to all choose us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can choose to continue on with the dream where I can follow this other is slightly better do, but do much them the all. same dream. Yeah. Do them all.
0: Everything at once.
2: I wish I had the energy to do that, <laughs> but I think that's a conversation for another time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's um go to question six. So, an interesting theoretical question. Okay. If you were to introduce Thomas and friends to somebody who was not familiar with the show, what episode would you show them and why? How like familiar are they with it? No, starting from ground zero. So, they've never heard of it? Yes.
0: Ooh. Ooh.
2: Hardcore. I- I'm going to need a second to think about this. Well, I'll start then. I think I'd be starting in Season 5 because it was my favourite season and I think that's where, you know, we get the most entertaining episodes as the ones with the most humour and it's got the most impressive sets and action sequences.
1: Okay. Okay. I agree with that. Um, I might go with... Oh. oh. Connor I, is thinking
2: really hard. I, yeah. I
1: am. I'm currently tossing up between Percy's Promise, mm-hmm. because it's got that action, it's got that detail, it's got that, wow, that's sort of impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, or Grandpuff.
2: But because I feel with
1: Grandpuff, it, 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 it's got that story element to it.
2: And it's a two-parter, so you can encourage people to keep watching. True. Yeah. Because it ends with an engine locked up in a shed, and you're like, what, what what, what happens next? Yeah, it's not quite as macabre as being locked up in a tunnel, but still, yes. yeah, it's true. It's and, up there. And yeah. the
1: thing is, is that it does show that slightly more mature theme of it. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I,
0: I, I'd probably go with Grandpuff interesting I, I I kind of like the alley that you're thinking Connor I think I'd go with Escape because mm. so many people think of Thomas as this dainty little show that's light and fluffy about trains having a happy time whereas I think one of the true gem qualities of Thomas is that it's a very real story in the sense that yep. preservation is a real thing and that Uh, Modernisation is a real thing as well, and these are two big, strong themes in this episode. Um, And it doesn't uh, get scared of going a little bit dark, but at the same time, it has a very uh, happy ending. Yeah. I think uh, it encompasses a lot of things that Thomas does very well in the whole franchise in one story. So that's why I'd go with Escape.
2: Okay. Uh, Have we got any more questions? We do. We've got one final question, and it is... What other franchises do you love as much, if not more, than Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends? Now, this can be Anything. any pop-cultural phenomenon mm, okay. of your choosing.
0: Um, I may as
2: well start. Yeah. I am a huge Nintendo fan, and I particularly love the Super Smash Bros. series of fighting games, so that's one. Uh, Top Gear is another, because it's got everything. It's got clerks and it's Old got my or new. love cars. Hmm? Old on you. yes. Oh, well, well <laughs> yes. yes, that's the question. No, I think <laughs> that it has to be um, the golden era, so 2002 yeah. Yeah. to, what, 2012, yeah. around that period. So, Have you been watching The Grand Tour? I have not, actually, because I do not have the legal means of watching it. T- t- Definitely t- get legal Amazon means. and watch it. I recommend it. It's on TV, actually. Oh, yeah, they have shown episodes yeah. on free-to-air here in Australia. Yeah, so. it's mm. recommended viewing from me. Hmm. Um, Connor. Yeah, um, I really actually don't watch that much TV
1: or Netflix or Stan or Hulu or... or
2: Disney Plus or any of the streaming services for that any matter. Any
1: streaming service. So basically all my sort of media knowledge comes from my work here at Sin or what I find on the social medias
0: or my own childhood. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm, I'm quite like you, Connor. I think I um, I don't make a lot of time for TV, but mm. like, if I know something is on, I would make the time to watch it. I've recently really gotten into Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, that, yeah. That's been a, a household favourite in uh, my shit house. Um, anything uh, that's kind of down the weird and wonderful stream of literature. So Douglas Adams, Roald Dahl. Yeah. Yeah. Neil Gaiman is a big one. Mm. Yeah. Nice. And music as well. I do like my Australian indie mm.
2: modern psychedelic pop rock music. Who's your favourite independent Australian psychedelic pop group at the Ooh. moment, Danim? Oh,
0: probably Pond. Okay. They've been doing some great ones. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs>
2: Best name ever.
0: Um, And psychedelic porn crumpets are up there as well. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, what?
2: Yeah, that's the actual name of a band and we're not
0: repeating it. Okay. No. Yeah. Um, They're great. Go listen to them. <laughs> mm. But I think the biggest one, like, if anyone knows me well, they all know I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. Yeah. Um, which is a very interesting, uh, I guess, um... Con- contrast to Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, because they're, they're both within the same...
1: Sci-fi. Sci-fi ilk. Yeah. Uh,
0: but they're very different stories as well. And yeah. I think um, in all mediums, mainly um, uh, television and um, audio drama, Doctor Who does that excellingly. Um, and I remember, I think I was Seven. Um, I was always the kid who would go outside and play, not really watch the shows straight after school, but by the time I got inside, I watched shows like Round the Twist and oh, Trapdoor and yes. Freaky Stories. And then after all those, um, Doctor, Doctor who. who would come up, like yeah. oh, old school OG Doctor Who. Uh, back in 2001. and it, then... it
2: was actually 2003, it was the 40th anniversary of the show. They started showing all of the. That then episodes which had been saved on free-to-air TV. And because there were so many episodes, it happened for about two or three years. Yeah.
0: It just kind of became a part of that weird entity between kids' shows and news. Mm. And it was like that perfect time to discover it before the new series came out.
1: Yeah. It's a bit of a stretch. Like, I mean, I could say Star Wars and Star Trek... But when I was first going out with my girlfriend, I said that I'd never seen them before because she said that she didn't have that much of a like for them. I was trying to impress her. You want to be a man? I was trying to impress her. And then she found out, and now she holds it to me to this day.
2: Uh, but yeah, like anything sci fi, really. I think honesty is always the best policy mm. when it comes to anything in life, especially relationships, because that stuff does come back to bite you. It's oh f- yeah, it's- true. That's I- funny.
0: When I introduced my um love for Thomas uh, to someone who I may be seeing at some time the way I would introduce it is I would introduce the podcast and then introduce the concept of us talking about Thomas. That's
2: very clever. Yeah, thank you. That's good. That's yeah. a good idea. But I might use that one. Yeah. <laughs> Do. <laughs> I'll never get the opportunity though. Oh you will. <laughs> you
0: never know when it's around the
2: corner. I, I think I must say though we've been talking about like our love of other shows and yeah. things like that but I think when it comes to Something like Star Wars, mm. we've really reached a point where there is no shame in it anymore. Oh, true! Like, like, it's absolutely. a very
0: like it's within our culture. It, yes, it, it's
1: it's not more of a show, but it's more of an entire genre outside a mm. show because it's movies, games, shows, books, books cartoons. Yeah. You know everything. It's just
2: more of that franchise. And Mm. I think also when it comes to Thomas the Tank Engine, when we as adults express our love for the series now, people, they go, ''Oh, really?'' Like they're yeah. genuinely interested. Yeah
0: yeah, it's And like, I've
2: definitely had that in conversation
0: And it's a, a good conversation starter at a party yeah.
2: yeah, so don't hide that love, listeners If you really enjoy Thomas the Tank Engine and friends Share it with the world You never yeah. know what might happen Yeah, hey, share it with us On our various socials Reach out
1: to us And go, hey, here's this Thomas thing I've been working on Because, mm. you know, we, we'd love to know Like, hey, just chat to us Go, yeah. hey, how are you going? Yeah, we're going okay.
2: Yeah, reach out to us through all our socials. And yeah, we will do our best to respond to all of them. We might mm. even read some comments out on our podcast on any future episodes. Yeah, yeah. You know, this has been a pleasant fireside chat. Yeah, now, I don't know why we have a fire. It's summer in Australia. True. We- in
0: winter, uh, we have fires, and Christmas is often associated with winter. So, for the purpose of this podcast. We have uh, gone straight to that, but I think, in all Christmas spirit, I think there's one more thing we need to do, and that's to pull the Christmas cracker.
2: Oh
1: yes, oh. please, yes. Okay, right. hang on. Now, ha- have we got like a special three one here? I think. Yeah yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, we we have one that that I that I made myself. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't trust that. Okay, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to right. this. I don't know why you're worried, Connor. Okay, here, here we go. <laughs> and... yeah.
0: Hold
2: on. That was a big explosion. I I I think you put a little bit too much gunpowder in that um, firecracker. Have I still got my eyebrows? No, they've they've gone. They've singed away. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. I used to have a monobrow. (laughs) Is my my stubble still here? No, that's gone too. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. I... My beard. That, that's my only defining personality <laughs> that's trait. Only
1: defi- no, no. Please, Don't, please.
2: It, it's fine. Don't worry. Okay. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll
1: pick up the rest of my eyebrows. Okay. I'm sure we'll get some glue.
2: Okay. And then we'll just sort of paste them on. All right. I'm just worried that no one will recognise me anymore. Well, I think
0: there's only one thing left to do, and it's to say cheers to that. <laughs> cheers. cheers, I
1: guess. Oh, happy holidays, guys. Happy end of year. hmm um. Thanks. Th- th- thank you guys for doing the podcast and thank you guys for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, we'll be back with a sort of an update, I believe, with what our future will be.
2: Yes, because we are, of course, entering a
1: new decade. Yes, and we've got some big plans in the works, so stick around for that. Mm. Until but, then... I've been Connor. I've been Parry. And I've been Denim. And this has been a Right On Track podcast, Fireside Track. Tra- track? Chat. Firesides?
0: Track chat? Track. Mm.
2: Firebox chat? Mm. So many names. We See should probably later, come up with these names before we start recording these, <laughs> sure. but <you> know. <laughs> It's all good. <sighs> See you guys. Have a good one. Bye.